0: Yeah, you know, the you throw something, something yeah. It's working. working. I'll, I'll try this. Somehow, it, it definitely took it off. But anyway, um, there where we see a paradox, and even and and do you think Paul kind of forgot himself when he said that about his people? You know, I have sorrow for them, and it's un, you know it's grief all the time. Well, my relationship with God is where I get my joy, right? That's the wellspring of my joy. Down deep inside. Even though there's another part of me that has to take on what's happening out in the world, happening in my circumstances, somebody else's circumstances, they're going through really a hard time. And But that should never affect our relationship with God. So there's where our joy is at. Even in time of sorrow, we are to have our joy. Now that... To the world, nobody can understand that. But we can, because we've had it happen. We can still rejoice because we know where our joy is found. So now we get to the very great passage where most people are familiar with Habakkuk. Though the fig tree should not blossom, and there be no fruit on the vines, though the yield of the olive should fail, and the fields produce no food, Though the flock should be cut off from the fold, and there be no cattle in the stalls, all well, we have there, okay, Israel was known for their fig trees, no fig trees. Though there be no fruit on the vines, that's that's the grapes, right? That's where all the uh, the the fruit came from. There, olives, that's another thing that they had there, and then okay, food, uh, the fields produce no food, the flock. Uh, Should be cut off, and and then cattle, they're talking sheep and cattle. This is their livelihood. This is what they live on. And he says, though everything be taken away, name it, and it's all gone, yet I will exult in the Lord. There's his joy. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. And He has made my feet like hinds' feet and makes me walk on my high places. Go to Deuteronomy chapter 28. And, and in Deuteronomy 28 is the blessings and the cursings. You guys familiar with that, right? In Deuteronomy 28, starting at verse 49, the Lord will bring a nation... "...against you from afar, from the end of the earth, as the eagle swoops down, a nation whose language you shall not understand, a nation of fierce countenance, who will have no respect for the old, nor show favor to the young. Moreover, it shall eat the offspring of your herd, and the produce of your ground, until you are destroyed, who also leaves you no grain new wine or oil nor the increase of your herd or the young of your flock until they have caused you to perish. Now that's if they don't obey God. From 15 through the rest of that chapter in 28 are all the things if you do not obey I will curse you. Here it is. And, of course, uh, back up to verse 18. Cursed shall be the offspring of your body and the produce of your ground, the increase of your herd, and the young of your flock. Remember in Habakkuk when it talked about the flocks, the herd, the produce from the, the, the fields, the ground. And of course, you see the, the, uh, the oil. That was the olive oil. The new wine dealing with uh, no fruit on the vines. It covers it all, doesn't it? You know, he knew what those blessings and cursings were. And he says, even if that be, I'm going to praise You, Lord. I'm going to have security and hope in You. I'm going to endure. And you know what Job said? Though He slay me, yet I will trust in Him. This stuff is heavy. This is deep. The just shall live by faith. (laughs) When it doesn't make sense, the just shall live by faith. Habakkuk's already said that. That's the key verse of this. Uh, If everything is lost, everything is gone, just step back. Remember your God. Boy, I don't know if this is saying something for us in the future. I would say it probably is. Now, as far as the nation is concerned, I don't know. I'm not a prophet. But I can say that there are all sorts of possibilities that could happen. Maybe, maybe not. The thing is, no matter what it is, our joy is based on who God is. And we belong to Him. And He belongs to us. And even though the circumstances can make us shake, He's absolutely unshakable. The mountains quake at him. <laughs> so, if we admit our guilt, our doubt, our failures, anything that's in front of where we need to be, we get on our face before God. Habakkuk, that's what he did. Got on his face before God. Right. That's sense. He's at the watchtower waiting for God. We cry upon him. We argue and debate even with God and ask all sorts of questions. Here's the real deal. From the standpoint of faith, we trust in a God who is almighty. And God will deliver in His way, in His timing. And so the Habakkuk is really real. I think it's quite current. That's incredible. Anybody have any comments, especially on that last section? Isn't that incredible? By the way, Lord God is my strength. He has made my feet like hinds feet. Have deers way up there up in uh uh let's say like the like the mountains or different uh mountain heights that would be some place you'd think they could be falling and such, but they're very agile and they move along, and he keeps us yeah hind feet hind speed in high places right yeah, and he makes us walk on those high places, some very, very dangerous places. And He can keep us from slipping. <laughs> what a great God. Did you say we have a glorious God? Amen. A powerful God? Can we count on Him no matter what? He went to the extreme. I think that's the extremities. Job, his deal, a backup, what's going to happen to him. And all they were were just people who believed God. Trusted God. They weren't any different than us just believers in God. But there is a matter of Obedience. I saw that cursing part in there in Deuteronomy twenty eight and go, wow. God bless us and then God takes it away. He's done it with every nation. He's done it with everybody. What a holy guy.